Hello and welcome to Castable. This is the podcast which brings on brilliant guests to pitch their dream music festival. My name's Matt Holt and I'm the host, and I'm here to guide you around their festival. Today's guest is an award-winning stand-up comedian and writer, it's Sarah Callahan. Hello! Hello, how's it going? Yeah, doing really well, thank you. And how are you? Good, I'm good. Good. And uh, welcome to Castable, and it's great to have you here. And uh, we, so, for the next uh, hour or so, we're going to be talking about music, music festivals. But my kind of archetypal question to start off with is: if someone were to ask you what kind of music are you into, how do you typically respond to that question? Oh, I say the most annoying answer, which people always <laughs> hate. I always say I'm just into everything, um, <laughs> which I am, because it's like yeah. I, I like going down certain genres. Like mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, if you want to talk in depth about that, but it's it's hard because. Some days I'll like something, other days I'll like something else. So I can't, it depends on my mood, isn't it? So that's yeah. what I usually say, and then they usually just walk away. <laughs> I'm not going to do that for you right now, because <laughs> it'll be a very short podcast. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so what kind of um, moods uh, do you listen to certain genres? Like if you're feeling, yeah, is there a certain kind of, it, does it always correlate in that way? Or like, uh, and how, what kind of mood are you being in today? What kind of music have you been listening to? I haven't listened to anything today, because I only got up a minute ago. But, uh, <laughs> but um, usually like, so... If I'm going to a gig, like when I'm on the train, I'm going to a gig, I listen to a lot of grime because it gets Mm -hmm. me like, you know, riled up and feeling like I'm the best and the lyrics are just, they're good confidence builders, I think, you know what I mean? And, um, but then when I'm like chilled, if I'm driving late at night, I'll listen to some more like chilled stuff or like Motown. Yes. If I'm getting ready to go out in an evening, like if I'm going out, out, like not gigging or whatever, I'll probably listen to like like dance music or like Chris Brown, things like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it changes. And things. is there any kind of music that, uh, though you have an eclectic taste, do you kind of feel like uh, there's any music like, nope, never going to touch that? Yeah, like Slipknot. Yeah. Like any <laughs> any proper like hardcore, shouty. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 I can't. No, there's a, there's a, my brother-in-law, he listens to a band called Suicide Boys. So, oh, I know Suicide Boys. I think, yeah. um... and um, it's like the, the the kids of today. They're into some weird shit, man. Like, <laughs> and it's like I'm not even that old, but it's just like it's weird shit. Anyway, I was like, oh yeah, play me a bit, and it is literally just talking about like killing yourself and that. And I'm like, it that is devil's music to me. That's the devil. Like, because I want to listen to music. I want to feel good. I want to be inspired, or, or I want to dance, or whatever. Like, yeah, I don't want to listen to lyrics. Of, telling me how i'm gonna kill myself so yeah i was just like oh, yeah that's not for me man <laughs> yeah well i guess like so i guess that's what we kind of glean from that <laughs> amongst many many uh many things towards suicide boys but also in terms of a uh, um like so you listen to music to kind of make you happy it's a kind of a it's mm. a bigger emotional amplifier in that way uh, yeah i think so yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i love it for that reason as well like um uh, i i have a playlist on my phone uh, of like Things, uh, songs that will make me feel happy instantly, and uh, it's not to be used all the time. It's to like be used when you're feeling a bit low. Mm. It's like a good toolkit for you to kind of like uh, bust it out and feel good. And as you say, like if you're going out in the town, hitting those tracks, or you're driving home from a long day of work, those are the kind of it, like there's different moods and different themes of different songs as well. Yeah. So uh, I completely agree. And um, yeah, and so. Um, and how about yourself? Have you ever wanted to be a musician? Have you ever wanted to uh, learn to play an instrument or anything? Yeah, I, um, I've i actually um, tried to play lots of instruments. So when I was eight, I played violin. And then yeah. I tried to play guitar and I quit. And then I tried to play piano and I quit. And then I tried to play um, sax and I quit. I was I was big quitter when I was younger. I was used to like, <laughs> I was used to like try and do things but I'd want to be like instantly good like day like first lesson I'd want to know everything and like obviously mm-hmm. I'd no patience and that's 
not good if you're trying to learn an instrument. But anyway, I've been obsessed with the drums like my whole life. But my mum, mm-hmm. that was the one instrument my mum never let me play. And then about five years ago, I started doing lessons. So now I actually play the drums. So um, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's probably like the best decision I ever made in my life because I've loved music so much. But you know, it's like loving it and then actually wanting to be a part of it, like making it, like being in mm-hmm. it. And like now I can do that. So so yeah, it's fucking sick. Yeah. Oh my god. We should start a band because yeah, that's, let's that's do it, man. I'm yeah, up let's for do that. it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like uh, and uh, yeah. What do you play then? Guitar. So so I play guitar. I play a little bit of drums and uh, some bass and uh, I'm learning keyboard as well. Oh, so uh, yeah. Sick. So uh, I I'll do I'll do everything else. Yeah. <laughs> you just do drums. Be good. Uh, cool. <laughs> but yeah, I kind of think that that's um yeah I think drum it, drums are a hard one to kind of to deal with as a teenager because like a they're quite expensive and very very loud so like it's especially if you you know i think a lot of parents worry that their their child is gonna quit or anything after like five mm-hmm. days which that that can be tough and especially you can't you can't just offload like drum kits are hard to find the space for as well yeah, right? exactly yeah they're yeah. very loud oh yeah they just take up so much space and I think that's the thing that my mum thought because she was just like, you're just literally going to quit. So I'm not spending like a grand on a kit for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and I love, I, as, as you kind of mentioned, I love the feeling of when you're um, being part of music as well, not just liking it, but being part of it. Because mm-hmm. like, I kind of feel that whenever I, I used to go to a gig, I would watch like guitarists play, but like, I want to do that. I mm-hmm. want to do that. And that's, I think that's a sign of a really good gig, very inspirational gig, if you know what I mean. Like it doesn't happen with every band, but there's certain bands like, oh, I want to do that. Or how are they doing that? Like yeah. kind of like studying them as well. It's a, it's a really, I think it's the highest degree of like, of awe and kind of uh, fan worship as well being like how do you literally do that as well mm-hmm. and and uh, do you feel like that with drummers as well do you ever like go do you ever like uh uh like find that idolation for certain drummers oh definitely like if yeah if i'm watching live music i'll always like zoom in on the drummer if they're doing yeah. some like crazy shit or like it's just because that's the thing with drums as well like it does it does look easy but when you mm-hmm. actually start learning it like a lot of instruments i had a conversation with someone the other day it's like you two hands, so piano, left hand, right hand, guitar, you're mm-hmm. doing two things. Um, uh, but with drums, you're doing four things. You're doing two different things with your legs and your your, your hands. It's just, I don't know any other instrument where you're using four different body parts differently and in different mm-hmm. tempos and whatever. So it's like, but when you see like someone just going sick and it like, they, it just looks so easy. It looks like, it, so that's what I'm amazed at because now I'm learning it. I know how hard that is. So I'm like, yeah. you must be, so fucking good um and then also to be cool and also to add your own little bits in or to leave notes out and to like bring your attitude with it is like a whole nother a whole nother level it's mad absolutely and i i think uh we don't really talk we, we haven't really t- talked a deep dive on drums before in this uh in this podcast so this is a really refreshing kind of angle with it but like uh and also like it's with drums it's kind of it's important to well, it depends what band it is, but it's important not to override everything. The drums aren't necessarily like the focal point. It's kind of, it's meant to be meant to carry the rest of the band through for many mm. in, in many different ways. And so it can't be like over over everything. You have to kind of like let it ride as well and mm, take mm. your moments to shine as well. So uh, yeah, it's um and yeah, I totally agree because uh, I I think it definitely looks easier than it is because uh, yeah, as you say, you're doing many things with many hands, and I kind of like it's an interesting instrument isn't it because like uh and like because you sat down on stage and you're doing you're kind of wailing your arms and your legs and <laughs> just hoping to make good music as well it's a, it's an interesting i yeah I, and i i like it for that reason and yeah. it's uh very it, it, it it's quite it's quite hard to get your head around as well mm-hmm. 
Brilliant. So uh, that's really cool. So we're going to start a band soon, which is really, really exciting. <laughs> yeah. like, uh, it's happening, <laughs> it's, it's happening, mate. Yeah, that sounds good. Let's talk more about festivals. So have you been to many festivals outside of work? And yeah, what, what has been one of your favourites? Yeah, I've been to loads. Um, I'd probably say my... F- Again, it's hard because the festivals all had different like themes. So it's hard to pinpoint it to one. But if we're thinking maybe rock music, I'd say... Um, there's one that I go to every year. It's new, actually. It's only really been going for the last four or five years because um, it took over from Tea in the Park. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. It's Transmit Festival in Glasgow. And um, yeah. just in terms of it's the price for what you get, there is so many bands and they're all sick, like big, big, big bands over like three stages. Like it's just it's always a good vibe. Nothing ever bad ever kicks off like it's super reasonably priced like you can see everything from the stage the sound quality sick like i've always had a good time there so that's probably like in terms of pure just music that's mm. my favorite yeah yeah that's you know what transmit doesn't get enough love on this podcast and yeah i think Oi, yeah, a lot it's of the, sick. yeah yeah it's absolutely sick. and uh yeah the glaswegian festivals are really uh yeah fantastic and uh yeah i uh, i look forward to going back there for sure mm. but uh uh, yeah, so um, well, I think it's time to head over to uh, your uh, your festival. But let's go and do some of the background information, and let's go and set up camp. Hello, and welcome to season four of Castable. What a delight it is to have you back here. If you'd like to help support the podcast, because this is an ad-free podcast, there's many ways you can do that. You can follow me at Matt House Comedy on the social medias like Instagram and Twitter, and watch me do live performances on Twitch. I'm still doing Twitch throughout the summers and from 2021 onwards. So please do follow me there. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel at Matthouse Comedy. If you'd like to, you can also read my book available from my website, www.matthousecomedy.com. It's called Purify. On top of that, make sure to join the Patreon where there's extra bonus content every single week. If you like my streams, there's some stuff there. And if you want to help the podcast specifically, make sure to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or whichever podcast provider that you use and do share with friends. Other than that, enjoy this very special episode of Castable. Castable, are you ready? Here we go! So, Sarah, what is the name of your festival? Oh, shit. I, I don't know. Um, I didn't know we have to call it. Um, <laughs> that's, that's fine. I don't know. Uh, the Sick Festival. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just call now, it that. Yeah, is it called Sick Festival because it's, uh, it's quite good? Or is it like, is it going to be so full of inebriation that people are going to be puking? It's going to be just vomit everywhere, yeah. you know? Is it going to be sick? Yeah. I think it's going to be both in equal measure, like... <laughs> yeah yeah I, I like that a lot the sick fest mm. and you know what i actually think that that's that's one of the cooler names we've had because a lot of comedians just name it after themselves which oh, is really? a valid thing but yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you've actually gone you know it's sick mine's sick <laughs> whereabouts geographically would you like your festival to be held Ooh, um somewhere that's nice to camp do you know what yeah like somewhere around maybe like um weymouth because mm-hmm. There's loads of nice green around there. 
and like wooded areas as well because you always get have, like a wooded bit at Fezzi and then also um like afterwards or before or after you can go to the beach and there's nice beaches around there it's not too far it's like two hours mm-hmm. two and a half hours from London um yeah I think maybe there and there's no festivals in Weymouth do you know what I mean so we need to give some give some to them this is sounding like more of a more of a real festival as well because you've got a nice mixture of like different scenery. Obviously, you've got the big band stages, but also the woodlands and also mm. the beach nearby. Mm. Yeah, you have a bit of mix and match. You know, it can be yeah. spread out a bit. I like it a lot. And uh, and yeah, so how many people would you ideally like at your festival if you had to kind of put a number to it? Oh, I don't know. Um, I wouldn't want it too big because like I've been Glastonbury and that, and it's just for me the people like ruined it. Like, <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. I want to go Glastonbury just on my own, <laughs> yeah. or like just with my pals in it. Like I just the people do my Latin, so um, maybe um, I don't know. I don't know what's a small number, but still big enough to cause a vibe. Maybe like I don't know, um, like fifty thousand. Fifty thousand is pretty nice. Yeah, that's yeah. that's good enough to have an atmosphere because you don't. I feel like if it's just you and your friends, it'd be good. Like for the first band or so, but it might get a bit hard to get yeah. them. Like like doing stand up to like two people. It's yeah, a, yeah. the enthusiasm can be there and it can still be a gig, but it can be hard getting the motor running sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, that's never stopped me before, Sarah. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I um I think that's nice. But um, going back to like Glastonbury, which which Glastonbury's have you been to? I've just been to one. I went yeah. uh, in twenty fourteen. So that was the Dolly Parton. Metallica. Yeah, Metallica, Dolly. I was there too. Yeah, yeah. But I wanted to. I've been trying to go back there as a performer for ages, mm-hmm. and then yeah, we were we were really working on it, and then obviously COVID hit and whatever. But hopefully, I'll be back there in a different capacity because I don't think I would ever want to go back there as a punter. <laughs> yeah. I just in terms of the sleeping arrangements and the people and all that shit, and just I miss so many bands because I couldn't make it to the stage in time because it's yeah. so far. But obviously, if you're VIP, then you get to go on the buggies and that, and then you have different routes that you can. You don't have to go uh, mm-hmm. with like the peasants and that, you know. Because I mean? so. <laughs> the reason I really picked up on it because you were like saying, "Oh, I hate the people." And to be fair, that year was tremendously busy. Very, it was yeah, mad. Very, yeah, absolutely. And uh, but yeah, <laughs> was there any instances of someone or some group of people being really annoying or anything like that? Oh my god, yes. So we had um, where our tent was. So I'd never been Glastonbury before, yeah. So maybe I was a bit naive. I'm not sure, but we got like we we like camped before, you know, even before you start queuing up. So yeah. like on the Wednesday or some shit, or like the Tuesday, super early. Like we were dickheads. I would never do this again. But so so we queued up like all night, all night, slept in the field in a long line. We get there, we're at the front, and then we had to walk more, more, more in. Anyway, we got when we got in there, everyone's running to get a good spot for their tent. So yeah. ours was like on a hill overlooking Pyramid Stage. I was like, oh my God, this is perfect. We can literally open our front door and we got the stage. This is sick. This is amazing. Yeah. This is everything I dreamed it would be. Anyway, so we set up the tent and, that, and then we started drinking or whatever. And then we were super tired because obviously we hadn't slept like, in like 20, over 24 hours. Mm. Um, so we had a little nap. When we woke up, I opened the thing and there was a te- tent like right in front of the door. Oh and God. when I was like, oh my God, I looked up and literally all the tents were just so, like literally next to each other, yeah, like everywhere. And I, I, I couldn't believe that because every festival I've been to, it's like there's a little bit of space around your tent. You know what I mean? One's mm-hmm. there, one's there, one's there. They were just all on top of each other. And we were like, this is fucking shit, man. We can't see nothing. Can't even get out the tent. We were literally having to walk around. So that was shit. And then um, anyway, because the tents were literally touching like next to each other, 
the first night a couple were fucking on my oh, head <laughs> on my head so i'm like trying to sleep here and my head's like this bang 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 like like there was just the tiniest bit of material in between. i was just like this is shit man and then um there was like a really and then the other tent the other side there was just like really posh um like just like posh young kids just chatting shit like all night like just having really goony conversations and like really annoying voices and like yeah it was just a bit much in the end we had to turn sharp because it was just like it was just too much but um yeah so yeah yeah that's why i don't i don't like camping in it i don't get all the <laughs> wow like it, and i kind of I, might, I love that situation it's like right which way am i gonna point my head in this direction is it the shagging couple or the yeah. wankish kids you know oh. what I, mean? like, I don't know which one do i pick which is the lesser yeah. evil here yeah. it was a nightmare <laughs> Well. you're not there to so, sleep anyway yeah, absolutely and uh but yeah that uh, it can be very claustrophobic at festivals and yeah mm. i uh yeah I, I you do need a bit of breathing space you can't it's like it's kind of like parallel parking like you can't be right onto the bumper of someone else that's just mm. rude you know what i mean yeah, like exactly. yeah, it, it's uh it's unlawful and yeah. I, I would have you know what that's not sick and, yeah uh, yeah exactly yeah <laughs> so as a, to wrap up the section what kind of role would you be taking at the festival? Because, like, uh, would you be out there partying? Are you more of an organiser in the background? Are you going to be comparing on this main stage? Uh, what's it? What's kind of your role? I think my role would be, like, just, like, mingling with the stars, having mm-hmm. drinks. Yeah. I'd go out into the, into the, like, main bit and party as well. But just making sure everything's all right, people are happy, they got what they need. Probably, probably that, and then I, I, I want to perform on one of the days. I'd perform, oh, yeah, very I'd, nice. I'd perform yeah. on the Sunday when everyone's a bit more chilled. Um, nice. But yeah, Obviously. I'm definitely not going to be doing too much strenuous work. That's for sure. That sounds very good. Um, yeah, and obviously, I, I hope I'll be invited to uh, play alongside you as well. Yeah, you can come. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank you. The only reason I do this podcast is to just to feel involved. Yeah, really. yeah. <laughs> that, that can be our premiere for our band. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. We will have no rehearsal beforehand. We'll just turn up. <laughs> just improv it, mate. Instinct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just freestyle. Brilliant stuff. So I think it's now time to head over to your main stage and see who we have playing. I wanna see that band you hate I already told you we were too late Now let's go back to the tent Can't really cause it's burning in a field So who is going to be the first band or artist opening up your Friday? Okay. Yeah, so Friday on the main stage, I'm going to have Coffee open up. Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, I think I know Coffee, but uh, just for, uh, if there's any listeners at home, uh, tell us more about Coffee. She is the youngest uh, Jamaican female to ever win a Grammy without ever releasing any music with a major label. She's like fully mm-hmm. independent. She's absolutely amazing. Like people like Chronics and like Damien Marley, all those people, they like, they co-signed her like super, super early. They said, oh, this girl's going to be massive. And, uh, and she is. And um, yeah, all, all like tunes like um, 
there's um songs that did really well over here which toast toast was a huge one yes, which a lot of the kids it, yeah. um but she's yeah. she's released uh, music since then but um but yeah it's probably like the most her most well-known track but yeah i'd get her to open it up because hopefully the sun will be shining and she'll get everyone in a good mood everyone dancing she's just really feel good all her lyrics as well the reason why i really like her is because like she's she's so young but she just she's really a positive yeah. person she's super mm-hmm. positive like She's all about like having a good time, being grateful, being good to your family, earning money in legitimate ways, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just filled with music, <laughs> man. So I think she'd be good to open it up on a Friday. Yeah, and I think that's really, that's re- yeah, yeah, you really summed that up in a really lovely way, and I, um, and that's quite nice. And but in terms of like um, having an act who is about positivity as well, uh, do you think that's important for music and the music that you like? I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think so because. When there's drugs and alcohol involved, which inevitably it's probably going to be at a festival, it they you know uh, music will only enhance what you're feeling right now. The same as drugs. So, if you're listening to good music and you're feeling good and you're taking drugs, it's all just going to be love, love. Whereas um, if you're feeling a bit shit, you're listening to bad, depressing music, music that's triggering you, um, dark sounds. Um, and then you're taking drugs on top of that, you know, there's going to be fights, there's going to be arguments, there's going to be tears, there's going to be bullshit. So I think, um, yeah, definitely yeah. positive positivity is the way well, to go. What I love about that is that you spoke like a true festival organiser. They're saying, for the good of our people, for yeah. risk for risk assessment's sake, we're going to put on positive music because yeah. we don't want people to have a nice time. Yeah, and I'm, to I'm be all safe. about health and safety, you know what I mean? That's what... <laughs> <laughs> first and foremost yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> health and safety and space away from tents yeah, um yes awesome stuff so i think coffee's uh, uh gonna be a great opener and uh yeah i uh, i think and how long how long are the sets gonna be at your festival oh, i don't know i think maybe like half an hour each and then the ma- and then and then the 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 headliner like hour and a half Fantastic. You know yeah. what? You've uh, yeah, straight down the middle on that one. Lovely mm. stuff. Uh, so who is going to follow up coffee? Burner Boy. Oh, yeah. I don't know this artist, but can you tell me a little <laughs> bit more? I feel, I feel this is going to be educational for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's another, it's like um, uh, Afrobeats um, music, super positive, all about, mm. you know, partying and life and everything. And uh, yeah, he's sick. If you get a chance, check out his tiny desk on YouTube. It's, um, yes. yeah, he's got a super, super deep voice. And it's just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, again, feel good music, man. I love it. Yeah, tiny desk has been a, a um, an absolute um, guilty pleasure of mine in uh, lockdown yeah. as well. It's, it's such a, I, I think the Lizzo one and the Nico Case one on there, mm-hmm. just the most mind-blowing and just just heartwarming uh, shows, and that's yeah. the kind of shows I want to go to in the future as well. Mm. Everyone's just having a good time, and also it shines like you get to actually see the musicians as well. They're not mm-hmm. like at the back or you know in black um, with like the lights and whatever. It's like they're all just there, all lit up, and they're like talking to them. It's so I love I love shows like that. Where it's just like laid back, you know what I mean? It's just fun. Have you ever been to like a really tiny concert like that? Yeah, so um, I do gigs for So Far Sounds. So, um, which is, I don't, do you know the platform? Uh, I, it, ring, it rings a bell, but I don't know from the top of my head. Right. So it's a, it's a music platform, basically, which is set up by two guys um, many years ago, where basically they were sick of going to gigs, paying extortionate prices, surrounded by people bashing into you, pouring drinks, um, not being able to see because someone tall standing in front of you, people filming mm. with their phones. So they set up this um, thing where they book artists and then they perform in all random little venues, i.e. you could be in a shop, you could be in someone's house, 
you could mm-hmm. be like any anywhere in in a in a fucking train station mm-hmm. and it's invite only it's all secret you don't get to know the location until the day of the show you can't even buy tickets you apply to tickets you get picked and then um yeah and then and then you turn up and basically some of the biggest artists um have performed there and been discovered from that i.e yeba uh billy eilish ed sheeran um loads of artists that are huge huge now um arlo parks that started off doing the so far sound shows they've got like 1.2 million subscribers it's a fucking amazing platform and i used to watch music through there and then when i started doing poetry with music because i do it with a live band they actually mm-hmm. booked, they wanted to do comedy so they booked me for some comedy nights and i said oh can i do can i do music and they were like yeah no worries so now i just predominantly do music for them and like poetry and stuff and um it's sick because you get to perform in the most weirdest venues but when people come that they're not allowed to be on their phones it's super respectful everyone has a sick time but through that i'm seeing so much intimate music and and just like artists that i would never would have seen before genres i've never seen i saw like it was like it was like jamaican jazz like random ones as well like it was like um french french rap with like violins like loads of random stuff but like the artists because they they're hand-picked they're sick they're so Mm -hmm. sick and um so that's that's probably the most music i see close up and before covid i was doing like you know four or five gigs a month for them and and so i was seeing a lot of music and it was sick like having it so close up and being so intimate and everyone like not being on their phones not talking you know it's Mm -hmm. just like every like the vibe is like everyone knows that they're witnessing some magic and that's what i love i love that it's like we're doing something that no one else knows about. You know what I mean? That's I love that. I feel so legitimately quite jealous about that too. And this, <laughs> like, I'm come really to a angry. show, man. They're going <laughs> to yeah. be starting up again soon. Yeah, I'm going to have to come down. Like, uh, um, but that's the way. Like for me, um, music should be as well. Like, uh, like not yeah. to be, not to be like um, a like uh, an old duffer about it. But yeah, I do feel that, uh, especially as someone who's quite short and like, uh, I'm not a very a boisterous lad, 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 if you know mm. what I mean. So like, uh, so when I'm at a gig and I'm there f- all from the music and there's like a drunk people walk in front of me at the last minute, it's just that, uh, yeah, yeah, you can't see anymore. It can be quite uh, upsetting or like, uh, and yeah, and yeah, it feels, I feel, but if, if you're picked to go there for your love of music and that alone and you're with people who, um, you know, are respectful, that's really cool. And also, that's kind of like punk at its best as well. Oh, like, it's uh, super, yeah, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's definitely uh, definitely my vibe and I definitely, uh, and I, I love the DIY elements to it as well. Like, mm-hmm. it really, uh, um, there used to be a band called Bomb the Music Industry, which uh, was by Jeff Rosenstock and uh, and he continues, Jeff is a, now a solo artist, but continues to do that kind of stuff. But it is a documentary about his uh, years in Bob in the music industry and he uh, he would just turn up in someone's like basement in New York and just do a show there to like 30 people and it would be just I would, I would be so transfixed by that because like you can it means that you can kind of do it anywhere you can set your own platform mm-hmm. and I always think that's super important as well so yeah I think that's a that's a really good to know that moving forward to your festival as mm-hmm. well but check them out yeah. check them out on YouTube because there's, there's so there's so many like unsigned artists and and big artists and um you'll get to see the different rooms and that like it's um yeah it's pretty cool man tell you what my agent will be sending so many emails out to them that they don't know what's going to hit them <laughs> they'll, be, they'll listen to this po- a podcast as a post-mortem in a court i imagine because <laughs> i will not start hounding them but uh, uh but yeah uh, that's sounds fantastic but let, let's get back to your awesome oh, yeah. festival so who is next up so next up i'm probably gonna have a bit of a change of pace little sims Little Sims, yes. Yeah, because I love her. I think she's amazing, and I've seen her live um, before, and she kills it. So, and she, you know what? She's super talented, man. Like she, she did guitar solo, drum solo, sax solo, 
and she was singing and all that, I was just like, fucking hell, because I liked her anyway, because of her yeah. tunes in there. But I didn't know she played all those instruments. And to do solos, I'm like, oh my God, I love you. She did all the solos on the instruments that you gave up on. It's, it's, I know, it's, yeah. It's, 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 She's it's taking the, right the piss. In teeth. I know. It could have been me. But no, yeah, I'd, I'd have her, I think, next. And just a, a quick question about like uh, a lot of the artists. Uh, are these people that you've seen live before and that you are the people you want to see live? And what's yeah, what's the ratio between that? Um, it's a mixture. It's a mixture of two. It's, a, it's some that I've seen and they just blew my mind. I really want to see them again. And then others that I've not seen. Nice. So I thought, fuck it, I'll put them on my own festival then. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> uh, who was the penultimate act on before the headliner uh, on your Friday? The streets. Oh, nice. The streets. And I don't, I'm, I think they've been mentioned a few times in the podcast before, but uh, it's a really nice level to have them just before the headliner as well. Because now that's, I think the streets are a great Friday night band. If mm. you know what I mean, they'll get the crowd pumped. They've got the hits. You know what I mean? They're ready to exactly, go. Exactly. Yeah. And also by this point, everyone's pretty drunk and they're wanting to like be a bit rowdy and that and dance and go a bit mad. So yeah, I think. Yeah, it'd be a good position to put in. Fantastic. And uh, so, um, yeah, obviously you, you'll be mingling with the streets backstage and that uh, you'll oh, find five of course. Of, yeah, of course. And... <laughs> Uh, you'll get on well with them. And uh, But as you high-five the streets as they come off stage, who is headlining your Friday night? Skepta. Skepta, mm. nice. Again, I, I feel like I'm going to be saying this quite a lot, but I think I've heard of Skepta, but can you tell me more about Skepta? You don't know Skepta all my days. I know, he's like, I know. Re- <laughs> for me, he's like... He's, I'm really sorry. In terms of like grime, I'm a huge, huge um, grime fan. And I think he 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 sums up so... like for me, I think he's the king in, in my eyes of the movement mm-hmm. and that. Like, Wiley is really... Wiley's the godfather. Yeah. But for me, he's the king. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, I've just... His, his mum released a book, um, like an autobiography, so like, and then his sister does um, uh, radio presenting and, and and TV presenting. She's really talented. And then his brother, JME, is also an artist as well, grime artist, rapper, MC. So their whole family is like so super, super talented. So I, I love him as a whole package, but I have seen yeah. him live and um, he kills it. Like he, mm-hmm. it's a fucking great show. So I think to headline a Fezzi then on the Friday, mm-hmm. especially, I think, I think everyone would love it. Yeah, hopefully. I, so you're not into grime. You don't like grime. Well, I, I've, I've, what I've realised in this podcast is that grime is definitely my blind spot of oh, wow. a genre. It's not like I don't like it. It's just one of those things where I just, I don't, I'm not, I don't know the ins and outs of it. If you know what I mean, like I'm very, um, yeah. I just don't. I guess it's not. I've never had that chance to kind of uh, ingratiate myself yeah. with it. But yeah. like, uh, yeah. So okay. So tell me, I, I. I I hear, I feel your passion here, and I really that's that's what this this whole podcast is about. It's about passion, it's about love. So sell me on uh, on Skepta because I feel that you said he's the king. Mm. Why is he the king for you? I think that his lyrics are good. I love his flow. I love his beats when he does his tunes. He does proper like greasy stuff where he'll talk, you know, about the street, like the streets and and that sort of culture. But I think as he's got older and matured, you know, he's in his 40s now, he's had a kid and that, he's become a lot more toned down. He's really, really matured and his lyrics have matured with him, you know what I mean? And he's really big on just, again, promoting the positivity and just working hard. And he's really grown into, like, a proper musician, you know what I mean? I've seen it in, in, in the music, the way it's changed. But more than anything, I think his sound and his music is so nostalgic to me because it takes me back to being a teenager and that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you could listen to one of the tracks and be like, it's dog shit, but obviously it's like, 
when when I listen to it, it takes me back to that moment and who I was mm-hmm. then and what I was going through. So, um, yeah, I just think he's a sick guy. He comes across really well in interviews. He dresses well. I'm also a big sneaker fan. I'm a massive sneakerhead. <laughs> and he makes his own trainers. So he makes uh, his own brand of trainer called Nike SK Air. And they're mm. sick, but I can't afford them at the moment. So, um, <laughs> yeah. But they're like, so he does all that shit as well. And um, and he fucked Naomi Campbell. So I think that's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got the real CV there. That was the right curveball for me at the end. <laughs> it's important when music connects to us when we're younger as well. And uh, so do you feel that you've kind of grown uh, as his career has grown? You've kind of been in that journey with him? and it's... Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, you're bound to, aren't you? You know what I mean? And and I feel I think it's nice to when, when, when you and an artist that you like grow together because like the subject matter that he's talking about i really embody that at the moment as well so it's like it's mm-hmm. come at a right time like you know some of the new kids that are coming up at the moment like grime kids you know i like the sound because i like grime as a genre but what they're chatting about i'm i can't really connect with like going to the club shagging drinking doing drugs <laughs> i'm like i mean yes fun but that's not me that's not my life anymore you know i mean it is those are the words of an 18 19 year old you know they're talking about money and like they're obsessed with their looks and Instagram and blah, blah, blah. And it's kind of like, yeah, I've kind of um, moved away from that now. So, um, mm. yeah, I think it's only when you start listening to like newer stuff that you realise, oh, fuck, you know, that's not me no more. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it, I think that's important. There's, there's a certain identity when it comes to um, to music as well. And like uh, and I, I find it interesting that if you are an artist and you you write songs uh, and about a specific time in your life and then having to you are accountable for that music for the rest of your career now like uh mm. so if you uh if you release songs in 1994 which about you um like uh, trying to get off with some girl you fancy back then and now you have a wife and family or uh, like uh, and it's, it must be an odd thing to kind of revisit that in the words and uh, mm. uh, i guess the, i'm not sure if the emotional connection is still there i guess it's not but like yeah it's it's an interesting thing to have that mm. like in your back catalog if you know what i mean but mm. um I guess, sure. I guess in, in a comedy translation, it's like, you know, like, well, we don't retell really our jokes because so, this is a natural filtration system. But imagine, like, if there's a YouTube of our old material online. Exactly. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So um, let's, before we head over to your Saturday morning, we're feeling fresh after the night out. Is there much of a night uh, party atmosphere at your festival? Um, yeah, I'd like to think so. Yeah, I'd have another stage on during the day as well that you could do stuff like during the afternoon or whatever. But I think, yeah, towards the evening, it probably people be pretty smashed, I reckon. Yeah. But it wouldn't end too late. I don't like ending too late. I like to be in bed by at least one. <laughs> so I'd be like, everybody yeah. out, everybody out at 12. And then whatever mm-hmm. they, they, you know, they can do what they want to do. And it won't start until like one the next day anyway. So you get a bit of a lie and it's all right. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. nice. It's very, very chilled out. Yeah. Um, but what other uh, entertainment uh, is at your festival as well? So I'm going to have um, a stage called the Callahan stage. And yeah. um, I, um, I'm basically just going to champion all of the amazing poets and spoken word artists that I know because um, I know a lot. And um, and also I think they work really well at festival because it's people that, you know, are a bit chilled or they're having a little bit of a break. They want to come sit down or whatever. And, it's, you know, they do it with music or with backing tracks and whatever. So it is, it's still like music. It's not like you going into a room and someone's there with a with reading off a book you know what i mean it's like they are mm-hmm. performing to you and you get to learn bits and bobs and that um so yeah i would have that stage and i've got five artists there but i'll just run through the names quickly because you might not know them you might know them i don't know but um 
So Sophia Thakur, who is amazing, Hussein Manawar, who's been on TV a lot. He's doing a lot of stuff at the moment for mental health and um, trying to push that movement. Miss Yankee, Yome Sode and Jamal Osman, who is incredible as well. So I would get them, I'd probably get them to do like little, like maybe like 20 minute sets. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then other bits and bobs going on the Fezzi lot around it. But may I just say that sounds really awesome. I like oh, how it's cool. called the Callahan Festival. It sounds fantastic. And I feel that, um, yeah, poetry is um, a really vital part of some festivals, you know, and I really mm. I think it's nice to have that representation there. So fun, good good on you. Let's hear more about For your sure. entertainment now. Um, okay, so, yeah, like stuff that's around, like merchandising that. So um, basically these are all my friends' businesses. <laughs> so nice. uh, there's a clothing range called We Still Move, which I would get there. They sell, like, caps, hoodies and, and, and T-shirts and stuff, really cool jeans and that. So I'd have that there. Um, Soul Seed, which is a company which um, specializes in telling you about holistic um, recovery, selling crystals. They do sound healing. They sell sound healing bowls, different lights and stuff, meditation. I'd have someone there doing like massages and that, somebody mm-hmm. doing uh, one-on-one tarot reading, all that sort of stuff. Um, Speaker Box Street Party, which is another company that I'm associated with where they teach basically dance routines. They play music and you get to learn the routines and stuff. And it's just it's just fun, feel-good stuff, you know what I mean? Because even if you can't dance, they'll teach you. Simple, nice. simple steps. They get everyone doing like a flash mob thing, but it's not like, it's not cringe. It's like just super fun, gets you moving. And yeah. um, then I've got like, uh, I would have like a, um, a bit where there's like loads of artwork. So like all my favorite artists, they'll be selling their pieces at like cheap, cheap rates and that. And you can buy them. <laughs> you can buy them in book form. You can buy them in pictures. You can buy them in like stuff that you can have around your neck and that, like tattoo, tattoo artists and that. So I'll probably have that. It's just going to be a mashup of everything creative, I think. Yeah, so it's kind of like it's it's more than just a sick festival and a sick lineup. It's uh it's about community. There's a lot of community yes, kind of vibe yes, and that, yeah, and yeah. like that. And like I love the dancing, I love the healing, I love the the massages and uh yeah, and kind of supporting uh local artists too. Yeah. It's, I like it a lot. <laughs> and uh but let's head towards uh, your Saturday uh, yeah. main stage and that's uh who is the first act on your Saturday? All right, okay, so we're ramping it up now. Saturday is the one where everyone just goes crazy. So we're going to go straight in there with another artist who I'm 90% sure you don't know who (laughs) is. I'm really sorry. (laughs) Um, Young M.A., Young MA, you know what? Yeah, I've, yeah, no, no, sorry. <laughs> no, nah, but to be I... honest, though, I'm not gonna tell you this because I, I, I'm only new to her. To be honest, I've only really yeah. like I've only only been into her in the last couple of years, even though she has been around um, for longer than that. Yeah. Um, she's basically just a rapper from America. Um, does a lot of like heavy, heavy gang shit. It's yeah. like it's quite yeah, it's quite dirty and heavy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I I just go straight in with her to start. Oh, what I'm gonna do, sir? I'm gonna re-edit it so uh, uh, so it sounds like I know who Young uh, Young Ma is. Um, so wow, Young Ma, yeah, I totally, uh, yeah, I totally know all about that. I'll Sweet. just re-edit it. In, so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sound really cool now, don't I? Yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> Genuinely, like uh, I think this is the <laughs> the most I've um, <laughs> I I feel most embarrassed about this podcast because <laughs> I I know not as many as usual. I'm usually on, on top form, but today. <laughs> It's uh, less so. Well, do you know what? It's mad because I was going to go with like just normal, like old school bands, no. you know, like Queen, no. Oasis, yeah. Fleetwood Mac, like, you know what I mean? But I was just like, no, I want to do something different. And, and also it's the sort of music that I'm listening to at the moment. So I wanted to keep mm-hmm. it current in it. So Absolutely. Apologies. Well, 
Well, no, you don't need to apologise whatsoever. But um, <laughs> if there is, a, I imagine on Sunday it's just going to be all the bands that Matt's know. Uh, yeah. But, so after Young M.A., who I totally know, mm. yeah, <laughs> who's next? Chip is going to be next, and probably chip. not the Chip that you know. Chip, Chip, yeah, Chipmunk. Chip. Uh, he's another grime artist. Um, mm-hmm. who's, yeah, he's probably my, my favourite as well. He is incredible. So, he, yeah, he would be next. And him and Young M.A. recently did a track together. So maybe they could do a little collab oh, and then she'd nice. fuck off and then he'd stay on for his bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it would have to be that brutal though. Like, all right, young MA, fuck off, right? Like, get out now. Fuck right off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You might yeah. be Matt's favourite, but fuck off, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, and then yeah. after after him, then it's gonna be hmm. We're gonna probably do I reckon, yeah, because Chip does a few like tunes that are like, yeah, in the sun dancing and stuff. Chris Brown, which will split a room because a lot of people don't like Chris Brown because mm-hmm. he beat up Rihanna. But I feel like it was in the past. He is like Michael Jackson reincarnated. He is the sickest singer. He is the sickest dancer. He looks good. He's fit. Like, I just, yeah, I think he'd be good. That's the thing a lot of people as well. They pretend they hate Chris Brown, but when they see him live, then... All goes out the window. I'll be honest with Chris Brown. I definitely have negative connotations with him. Like I remember that Rihanna story. I I don't really know much about. You know, I can't say I'm, uh, I know much about it. But there seems to be a resurgence of that. A lot of people, a lot more apologists uh, for for Chris Brown these days as well. So do you feel that there's a big clash between that as well? Yeah. How do you feel about that situation? I feel like people really like Chris Brown, but they only like him in secret now. It's the same as people like Michael Jackson that it's like, oh, he's a pedophile. And it's just like, yeah, but he made good music. So it's like, and also we don't know the truth. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like people that are so adamant that he was and you know what I mean? And there's a lot of artists that are like that. And But if you think of how many artists over the years, yeah, beat up their misses and still carried on to have success, still get played, you know, and all this sort of stuff. I'm not saying it's right, but in the, in the, in the Chris Brown, Rihanna case, um, they used to hit each other. She was just as violent and, you know, the reason why, I mean, he, I don't condone what he did, but in the documentary where um, it was all sort of revealed what happened when he was able to talk about it, she was like, punch, he's driving the car and he's, she's like punching him in the side of his face, squeezing his balls and that, punching him in the balls while he's driving, trying to grab his phone, chucking it out, spitting on him. She, she like spat on him. So it's like, you are provoking someone to have a reaction, although that reaction is completely unacceptable. I don't think it's acceptable for a woman to beat a man either, you know? And this was going on for many years. They were young. They were rich. You know what I mean? If you're 18, you're a millionaire. You're like shagging the most beautiful woman in the world. You know, there's going to be elements of jealousy. There's so much ego flying around. Now, they're just kids, you know. And um, I feel like he's definitely learned his lesson because since that happened, he's never put a foot wrong in terms of in anything, let alone being violent to a woman. He's not, he's not broken the law once. So it's... Um, I think people are allowed to make mistakes. When you're in the public eye and, and you're growing up and everything's being shown on TV, it, you know there's things that I did in my past that I'm not proud of, you know what I mean? But the whole world doesn't doesn't see it. So, and I feel, I feel like if you don't learn from your mistakes, if you keep doing the same things, like there's footballers or there's other actors that have, like Bobby Brown, scumbag, because it's like, he just kept, he never learned. He loved it. He loved beating, what was it? Not Whitney yeah. Houston, was it Whitney Houston? Or, uh, Whitney? Yeah, I think it's Whitney, yeah. 
But whereas him, it's just like he made a mistake. He did his time. He went prison and that. He fucking boom. And then he's just kept his nut down and kept making music mm-hmm. and trying to become a better person. You know what I mean? And I feel like I'm, I'm very much about second chances. So, yeah, fuck it. It's a definitely interesting to pry into that point as well. Because, like, uh, I think you made a couple of really excellent points as well. And uh, just for the per sake of the podcast, obviously, I think it's uh, very clear from both what uh, I and Sarah are saying. We definitely don't condone no, any violence. Not you know, absolutely not. 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 Um, but I think you know it's it's worth looking at nuance as well and uh and as you say like there are there's lots of famous people who have beat their wives who haven't been cancelled in the same way mm. john lennon for example mm. uh david bowie i believe as well uh yeah. and yeah and it and james I feel, brown <laughs> yeah absolutely. he was a horrible cunt you know what i mean but everyone's yeah. like, oh my god james brown is legend and yes he is a legend but he was disgusting to women so mm. it's like and and a lot yeah. worse than chris brown so yeah everything yeah. needs to be taken in its, its context i guess yeah yeah, and I kind of think, uh, yeah, I think evolution is important too because, like, uh, yeah, I think if someone has learned the lesson and I've grown from it, then I think that's uh, far more um, salvageable. And some, as you mentioned with uh, previous examples, it can be, yeah, I think it's um, it's kind of, if, if, if it's a repeating offence, then that's definitely tr- horrendous, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And uh, I don't think that's uh, on whatsoever. However, yeah, I think, um, yeah, if, if, as you say, like, I think there's, like, context and sympathy, and, yeah, certainly things to be mindful of in that situation, too, mm-hmm. but, um, and, but also, as a whole castle kind of rule, we do have a, we, we it's all about music, not necessarily about the artists as well, so we're, we're not here to judge. Exactly. Uh, uh, he dances sick. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> after, after Chris Brown, who is uh, number four? Number four is... See, this is a bit random because I, want, I, I wanted to keep the genres the same so it flowed. But mm-hmm. I just love him so much. I had to chuck him in there and I thought the Saturday he'd tear it up. So Liam Gallagher is going to be next. Yeah, because um, that is a very, uh, it's a bit of a, not necessarily a gear shift, but a tone change. But yeah. a very, <laughs> very nice one though. Like, I think that'd be a really nice touch in the right direction yeah yeah and um yeah something a bit rocky and a bit mad because uh the next artist the headliner is going to be kendrick lamar and when he does his live shows and that he always uses you know um he changes up the arrangements of his songs quite a bit and like he'll always like use like guitar solos like heavy drums and shit so it's i think in terms of the music it would flow quite nicely and yeah Mm -hmm. kendrick's just sick and he so so there's two kind of um, things. Well, um, I think both Liam Gallagher go into Kendrick Lamar. Now that that is such a Saturday, as well as a uh, young MA Chip and Chris Brown. That's like you've got a right nice Saturday there because that's um, it. Really, is very special. It's going to be not not messy, but in a good way messy. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's going to be. It's it's quite tight in terms of like the 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 theme as well. I know Liam Gallagher is an outlier there, but actually I think he has that rock and roll uh, edge to him, which kind of gives the mm-hmm. uh, the the rest. It adds a bit more um, grit to it as well. Yeah. It's nice. They're all sort of like punk. That all of those artists have a sort of punk element. So I think it would work. Absolutely. And do you think Kendrick Lamar and Liam Gallagher will get on well together? I think they would. Yeah. Yeah, I think they would. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think there'd be mutual respect there, so it's a good, um, good place to start from. Absolutely, it's it's very interesting that you've gone for Liam Gallagher solo as opposed to having Oasis full band. Uh, is yeah. there, is that for any particular reason? I've just gone off Noel, you know, like he is good, like he is good, but the beef between them, I think he just made himself look a bit silly, and um, the fact that he doesn't want to reunite just for one last time. 
is piss take because I've never seen them together. I've only ever seen them separately. But seeing them separately, I do prefer Liam. I think he just puts on a better show. And um, and also Liam does all the Oasis tunes anyway. So I'm like, I don't need Noel because he just, he does them. He does them. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe I would do Oasis. I'm not sure. But then I think, it, but if I put on Oasis, yeah, if we're going to be realistic with it, there's going to be so many people trying to get in without a ticket. They're going yeah. to be jumping over the barriers and that, and I can't be fucked for the stress. So I just want to have a good time. <laughs> well, to be fair, this is a hypothetical festival, so you can <laughs> you can just stop them from coming in. <laughs> that, that could be done quite easily. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Maybe I'm taking it too. Uh, no, no, no. It's you. You've done a fantastic job. I, I want. <laughs> I, it's a. I like how you thought about that. So yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll keep the the masses from afar by keeping right. William Gallagher. And um, on, on the Callahan stage, um, I'm yes. going to have their poets as well, but they do more rap. They're more rappers. But I mean, everything is poetry, lyrics, music, uh, rap. It's all It all stems from poetry anyway. So fuck it. But because the Saturday is going to be a bit more like, Bleh. so I've got some of the best upcoming rappers in the, in, in the country at the moment. And they are incredible. And they're going to blow real soon. So it's funny. I will listen back to this when they're famous and be like, I put you on my festival in 2021, mate. Yeah. So Idris Miles, uh, there's a girl called For Fuck's Sake Why Though. Uh, Tremendous, who is a rapper from Birmingham. Kings Castle, who is a twin duo. One's a rapper, one's a producer, but they also rap together, but uh, mainly the one guy. But it's the only twin rappers I know. And um, Shocker as well, who, um, again, his a lot of his uh, rap uh, focuses on um, like mental health as well because he um, he got sectioned couple of years ago and he just um he just does a lot of um advocating for young black guys dealing with their mental health and going into you know being sectioned and, and having serious um you know schizophrenia and, and mental health issues and whatever but his tunes are sick he's got a sick flow in that and he's just a real cool guy and i've gigged, i've gigged with all of these people as well so that's what makes it a bit more special but they would tear it up on the saturday I'm telling you amazing yeah mm-hmm. like uh Again, uh, this is a podcast about um, passion and the way that you talk about them because uh, of your friends and your um, colleagues as well. Like it's uh, it's really nice to hear that as well, and I I really do hope they do blow up soon as well. And yeah, uh, me too. They, uh, this is this is archive footage about how cool you'll you'll be like, <laughs> yeah. later on. One Great. step ahead of the game, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely stuff. So without further ado, let's head towards our final day in Sunday. Uh, and who, uh, I imagine people are a little bit hungover, a bit tight. But then again, yep. they did have a full night's rest because they had a lie-in. And, it, you know, it's yep. Sunday, it's nice and relaxed. So uh, <laughs> everyone got to bed in time. Uh, yeah. But who's, who's your first act on then? First up on the Sunday, I would say, yeah, I think I think we're going to go for Dave. Dave, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Dave. I know Dave. You know Dave. Thank God for that. Bloody hell. Like, uh, I, I've, I've seen him on the line at Slight Leeds Reading Festivals, and uh, I've definitely Googled Dave. So Good. I had to, I, to be honest, it was one of those things where I had to double check, and that this is going to lose the credibility. I've just got scraped back, but it definitely, uh, I thought, is that Dave, like, the comedy show Dave? And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, so, uh, but yeah. Uh, so, um, why do you think Dave's fantastic? way to start off your Sunday? Because he does a lot of poetry. Um, he does mm-hmm. stripped back performances where it's just pure poetry. Um, but then also he's got a few commercial tunes out at the moment, which a lot of people would know so that you can rap along to it and sing to it. You're not going to be like, oh, who's this guy? Like most people will, will, will know his lyrics and whatever and his tunes. And then he can just like build it up into something cool where you can have a little bit of a dance and that. Like he's not too crazy, crazy with it. He's not jumping up and down the stage and all that shit. So I just think it would be nice to start off with him. As it as it kind of goes into the Sunday, so it's it's kind of a nice 
balance between kind of a nice chill vibe, but also an energetic performance without it being too dancey. Yeah, I mean. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, so Dave uh, is followed by who? I think then we will have FKJ and Tom Mish. Um, yeah. You don't know that, do you? No, to be honest, it um, sounds it genuinely sounds like one of my passwords. So, <laughs> so, so FKJ, so Tom Meesh is, is an entity within himself, and he's just like incredible. He's a singer, musician, um, plays various instruments, but um, he is sick. And um, I actually use a few of his beats for my stuff because he makes beats nice. as well. Um, and yeah. FKJ is a guy called, uh, it stands for French Kiwi Juice. He's, yeah. uh, <laughs> he's a French a French guy and he literally plays every single instrument you can ever, ever imagine. It's in mm-hmm. To watch him perform is just insane. Like he's just got all the instruments around him and he'll just, he'll build up the tracks and play all the instruments. It's, he's fucking sick. And um, so they do some stuff together sometimes. So I nice. think um, I would love to get them together on a stage because I don't think they've ever done like, not to my knowledge anyway, like festivals or like lots of live shows together. Um, so to get them to do like a, a full like half an hour set would just be sick. And like everyone's yeah. sitting there like stoned and just chilled on the Sunday, having a couple of drinks. I think I think their stuff because their stuff's really like lo-fi jazz soul, just like it's just chilled music, man. It's good. So do you think it's important to have a nice chill vibe on the sunday yeah but we're gonna build it up don't worry uh okay yeah. okay i'm ready for it okay so the next one is gonna be masego which yeah. um yeah so he plays sax and whatever and he yeah he's a wicked singer and um so but he's he's very much the same sort of genre following on the same theme mm-hmm. as the previous act so i think that would go nicely as well and also they they they've done tracks together so again they could do a little collab i like that when you're at a festival and then they invite someone else on the stage you're like oh my god yeah that, i love that moment and uh, i'm a big fan of like uh rock and uh, metal festivals as well and there's not that much there's a bit of collaboration but never that much collaboration as well so and i know like particularly with like um yeah, with like grime and hip hop and uh, lots of different elements of rap, there's a lot more collaboration. Do you feel that that's important in the music to have that kind of like community? For sure, I think collaboration across all art forms is so important. So important, like yeah, yeah. like w- within your own field, um, cross cross crossing fields as well. Like um, yeah, it's it's the way you learn. It's the it's good for networking. It's, it makes you grow. You know what I mean. So yeah, I think when people just do things on their own, like I find it a bit sad. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to be fair, I uh, I do do this podcast pretty much by myself, but it's a lot of fun, and I get to chat to awesome. Yeah, but people, you're talking so. to people, so it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I um joking aside, you're right though, because I do like it's it's really good for like just engaging with other people and mm. hearing other people's thoughts and views. And mm. there's not one festival which is the same as well, and uh, particularly this festival. It's given me <laughs> got a lot of homework to do after this, Sarah. So, <laughs> uh, you know what? In, if we ever try it again, uh, and, and uh, if we do a re, uh, redo of another festival, uh, I'm gonna be so shit hot as well. I'll be yes. recommending stuff to you. It'll be good. Good. Our first band rehearsal is gonna be sick. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, after Masego, who have you got to uh, as the penultimate act of your festival? I'm gonna have Stormzy. Oh wow! Not a headliner, but. Oh, that's nice, Stormzy. Yeah, he was going to be my headliner, but I've changed him. I've changed him around. Was that last minute? Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's tense. Yeah, but um, he's obviously you know Stormzy. He's I, I really like I really like him. Um, 
But I just I think he's gone down in my my headliner quality now because um, basically him and Chip had some beef. That's why I've put Chip on the Friday. And, oh, wow. um, and, uh, well, no, on the Saturday and him yeah. on the Sunday, because if they meet, they might fight. You know what I mean? So I don't want to, I'm just trying to keep peace with everybody. Again, health and safety, Sarah. Exactly. Like you know it. what I mean? I'm on it. Um, but yeah, so they had some beef last year and basically, you know, like diss tracks. So mm-hmm. Chip come with one and Stormzy didn't say nothing. So, cause he acted a bit like a pussy hole. He's actually gone down in my estimations a little bit. I thought he was a lot harder than that. So, um, yeah, he he can't headline anymore. He's gonna, just going to have a set. So, and his contract's like, sorry, Sonzi, you're being delegated to a number, but not my headline. Is that why? Uh, the legal term is because you're a pussy hole. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's why. That's why that's yeah, why. you can quote me on that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I like it how um, not doing a diss track is actually negative in your head as well because I because I I thought this yeah it's it, it, do you think it's important to kind of be like uh, retaliate in that way? Um, yeah, because it's all fun and games. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like Tupac and Biggie. Like no one's gonna die. No one's gonna. Yeah. It's you know you fight with the pen. That's that's what it is. You know what I mean? But um, but also other people have come for him before and he's gone back at them. So he's he's basically shown that he feels inferior to Chip by not saying anything. You know what I mean? So, and it's just like, just make a track, man. Like, the audience, the punters, the fans, we want to see the battle, the battle of lyrics, the battle of, you know, who's got it in them to, to make a song that that fast. And But, yeah, he never did it, so I just thought, oh, well. Have you ever done a diss track, Sarah? Do you know what? I have, I have, I have but I've never, like, <laughs> released it or shown anyone. I've just... Because what I used to do is, like, I always used to respond really quickly to emails or, like, text message back, like, argument, and then I'd say mm. something that I regretted. But once you say it, you can't take it back, you know what I mean? So now you're just supposed to write it all out but not send it. That's the trick. Because then you get it yeah. out and then you, but you don't fuck yourself up, you know? So, yeah, yeah, I have done that before. Yeah. That's a, you know what? I can't wait to hear the Matt Hoss diss track yeah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know any grime and you're terrible at rhymes. <laughs> wait, that's sick. Oh, dear. And, uh, uh, but yeah, so if since Stormzy has been uh, uh, relegated to a, a Penultima headliner, who is uh, who is headlining a festival? Anderson Pack. Anderson Pack again. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure if I know them, unfortunately. Well, if you know, if well, if you like drummer drumming, then yeah. For me, like, because a lot of people say, "Oh, who's who's your favorite drummer?" And you know, you might say, you know, one of these old drummers from back in the day, mm-hmm. or whatever. He to me is the best drummer in the world. Like mm-hmm. he is incredible he's so funky with it like he's just sick and and he's a great rapper he's a great singer he looks good he's got an amazing vibe he's a really good dad he's just like just he's just a really good person and he's recently collaborated with bruno mars so he'll probably bring bruno mars out to be honest because they've mm-hmm. just collaborated they've made their new they've made a new band called silk sonic which Ooh. they are releasing tracks um which are super like really really cool laid back um like sexy sort of R&B stuff and um yeah so and but he's amazing live because he really gets the crowd going everyone dances plus he plays the drums you've got the live band and everything so yeah mm-hmm. I think he would really he'd take the Sunday out nicely yeah that's nice and uh yeah I think that's um that's a really nice sales pitch as well it's um and closing Sunday is really it's a difficult one because like um yeah it's it's hard to kind of get that energy for it but yeah I think that sounds really fun and uh if you had to recommend to someone who didn't know them, whoever they, they that person might be, uh, what uh, what kind of track 
would you recommend? Or if you like albums, what album would you recommend? Or any YouTube video you think that really sells who they are? Mm, I really like... He did a track with Kendrick Lamar actually called Bubbling. Yeah. So that one. Um, and... Yeah, leave the door open by Silk Sonic. Like when he did the collaboration with Bruno Mars, that mm-hmm. is that is a really really catchy tune. And like the music video for that is wicked. So definitely YouTube that. That's yeah. And do you think Bruno Mars would join on stage as well? Yeah. Yeah. He'd have to. No. I'd pay him good money. I'd get. Him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I appreciate that. That's uh, that's <laughs> you're doing right by your 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 acts as yeah. well. So. Uh... <laughs> And uh, did you have the third day of uh, Callahan? Yes, I got the Callahan stage. We basically got the most famous poets in the country, uh, plus me. I'll be performing as well. So um, yeah, so we got George the poet, Caleb Femi, Silly Breaks, Kate Tempest, and me. And yeah, I think I would. I'll be looking forward to pissing with the big boys up on the big boy stage. You know what I mean? So yeah, they would have that. <laughs> I'd have that. And then I also just wrote down like loads and loads of like. Grind people, oldies, so like old people from back in the day and bands, but obviously we can't get through it. But um, yeah, but yeah, that's that's what I would do. That's that's the fezzy, yeah. I, you know what, what a what a festival, and may I say, it's a sick festival. So, yes. Uh, um, but yeah, I think without further ado, let's head over to the final part of this podcast and let's deal with some floor fillers. As with event management, things are bound to go wrong. So here's five hypothetical questions that uh, Sarah has to deal with in the manner that she sees fit. So here's your first floor filler, uh, Sarah. Oh no, Skepta is cancelled last minute. Who do you get to replace? Probably Kano. Oh yeah. See, I I do I know Kano. Yes. Uh, Kano's popped up quite a lot. Uh, and Kano's quite uh, quite a new act though, uh, right? No, but, no, uh, no. He's uh, been around for like twenty years. Okay, then I've been grossly misled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's old school. He's in his 40s, man. He's an old man now. <laughs> so quite the same kind of vibe, I guess, for, mm. for Skepta. Nice. See, that's, that's a really nice fit. You, you've done that very nicely as well. Like, <laughs> without no shit. Right, here we go. Backup plan. Okay. Um, so, um, oh dear, someone's running late and you need to fill for time. Um, but fortunately, one of your favourite celebrities is willing to do a DJ set for you. They don't need to be a, a, a DJ per se, but what celebrity would you pick? Oh, who's that geezer that always does stuff? He, he's always at the fezzies. He gets people going. Craig. Craig. Um... Craig David. No, not Craig David. <laughs> Craig, Craig Charles. Craig Charles yeah. is a sick one. Yes, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I think he does music as well, uh, I think. But, oh, yeah. really? All oh, right, cool. Yeah, cool. That's, that sounds good. Mm. Uh, all right. Uh, Liam Gallagher acts like a diva to you. How do you get your revenge? I'll probably do like a prank prank on him backstage because I wouldn't want to fuck up his set because I'd want the music to go well because I was going to originally say like turn off his microphone or something, but yeah. I thought, no, 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 let's not do that because that, that actually hurts me. So, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I would do... I would like lock him in his trailer or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> just, do, just do something dumb, yeah, to get him angry. 
that sounds uh, that sounds fun. Bad news here. Chip has decided to stay an extra day, and uh, Chip and Stormzy they're at each other's throats. There's a, the beef has gone mad, and they say you have to choose one or the other. Who would you choose, either Chip or Stormzy? Chip. Chip straight down. Yeah. 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 Because 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 Stormzy's not really shown his face in the last year. It's like, come on, man, where's the love? Not me, you just left us out here alone during a yeah. pandemic with no music, no interaction with your fans. What the fuck? So, yeah, he doesn't deserve it. Yeah. You're out, Stormzy. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> Chip all the way. Yeah. Uh, and a uh, final question. One of your actors forgotten their equipment, but good news, they can do a set acoustically. Which artist, if you had to choose, would you make do an acoustic set? Ooh. Um, I reckon Little Sims would do quite well. I was thinking Little Sims, to yeah. be fair, but yeah, and I think that might be the right kind of intimate vibe as well. Mm. I think that'd be that'd be really cool. Yeah, I like that. A different, lot. yeah. Well, thank you so much for answering floor fillers, and thank you so much for being on Castable. Uh, it's been an absolute joy to have Sixth Festival, and yeah, and thank you for coming on, Sarah. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. And uh, where can we find you online? Would you like to plug anything? And is there anything that my fans can do to support you? Yeah, so um, I'm on Instagram at scallahan one the number one. Um, I sell books. I've written books, so you can DM me. I send batches out every week. They're like poetry books, um, a trilogy, so you can either buy them individually or as a trilogy. And also I've got loads of music out online, so it's all my stuff um, is on every music platform you can imagine. These are Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, all of the good stuff. So, um, yeah, if you type my name in, then you'll find it. So please download it, stream, buy, buy my shit, and, uh, yeah, give me a follow. Uh, that's amazing and i can't wait to uh yeah and obviously do check out our collaboration when it comes live it's yeah really yeah excellent yeah uh, bruno <laughs> mars uh we'll give you a run for your money mate so uh but yeah uh, but yeah thank you listener for joining in as well it's been an absolute treat to have you here if you want to help us out please do follow us at castle podcast and you can also follow me at matt house comedy on all the platforms and uh and if you want to help us out please give us a five star rating on online as well but without further ado please uh give a massive thank you to my wonderful guest sarah callahan Yay, thank you.